We are going to be learning the Kutti Sikha. This is Chavale for the second Sikha for Parshish Truma. This is a phenomenal Sikha. It's a Rambam Sikha where the Rebbe will be discussing uh, the f- fourth paragraph of Space of the the first Malacha, where the Rambam gives the history of the Aaron being hidden at the, at the end of Bais Rishon. The purpose of this year will to give you the larger background of this discussion. And therefore, we're going to be focusing on a few other places where the Rebbe talks about uh, the mitzvah of a building of uh, a Mishkan or building a base of Migdash. And more specifically, the argument between the Rambam and the Ramban regarding what is the mitzvah of building the base of Migdash, what, what is the mitzvah of having Kalim in the big base of Migdash, and also what is the mitzvah of having an art. So to start, we're first going to look at the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam. In the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam, uh, in, in the 12th Shirash, he tells us that there's a rule that when you, have a mitzvah, when you have a mitzvah which is given, a general mitzvah, and then afterwards it gives the details of that mitzvah. So even if the details of the mitzvah are said in an expression of a command, Nonetheless, they, they aren't considered additional mitzvahs. They're really just considered details of the first one. So the example, he gives a few examples. One of the examples he gives is the Mishkan. Then in this week's parsha, it tells us in the beginning, Hashem gives Moshe a command, This is the command of making the Midrash. And then afterwards, it tells you all the details of the Midrash throughout the rest of the parsha. It tells you about uh, making, making, it tells you about making the Menorah to make the Mizbah Katairas, and all the different dimensions, and the Krashim, and the Amudim, and the Urias, even though it says by many of them, the Lashon of Asu, that you shall make it, it's the expression of a command. Nonetheless, they're not considered commands on their own, it's considered a part of the Mishkan. So in other words, the Rambam's telling us that the Mishkan and the Kalim is one, one mitzvah. That the Mishkan has uh, many parts to it. That there's the Mishkan, and then there's the Kalim, which are considered parts of the Mishkan. And the Rambam says, um, let me just pull the Lushan of the Rambam out so you can see it, so you can hear it at least. So it says, V'asli Migdash, is a mitzvah, say achas, Nikola mitzvah. That's one mitzvah of making a Migdash. V'ushilanu, Ba'itz Muchan Yavayu Olav, Yechayu Bai, Voiti Yahakra, Voiya Kibitz Babaydin. That there's a mitzvah to having a house which is prepared and set, ready, that, uh, that you can come to it and celebrate it and bring Kabbalahs there and that you can gather by the Maidim. And then afterwards, the term describes its parts. How it's supposed to be made. And therefore, He says, you should not count every time it says in the parsha as a mitzvah because they're all part of that mitzvah. And the Rambam says a very similar idea also in mitzvahs, uh, the Sefer Mitzvah, mitzvahs say, Okay, over there he says, uh, let me just give a little bit earlier, that the mitzvah starts off that there's mitzvah asli mikdash, and which is sivan mitzvah space of chil la'aveda, boya krava, habaris eish, etc., etc. And he brings the pasik and he tells us the same idea, shazak klal chilul minim rabin, that this klal includes within it many meaning many parts, which would be the Menorah, the Shulchan, the Zveach, the Zulas, and Kula, and all the other parts of the, of the Mikdash, and all this together is called uh, Yikr Mikdash. Okay. 
So clearly, according to the Rambam, there's one mitzvah, and all the different parts and the kalim, which are described in our parasha, is not a separate mitzvah. Rather, they're really details and parts of the larger mitzvah, which is the mitzvah of having a bias. If we look in the Hilchus Beis Bechira of, of the Rambam, the first parak, he tells us that the, there's a mitzvah to say to have a bias, which is mucha la and for Mayadiv. He tells us this idea that the, there's a mitzvah to have a house which is prepared to be able to do the Avedah and that the Yidin can come celebrate there. So the Ramban, in his Hasagas on the Sefer Mitzvah, asks a Shaila on the Ramban. And he says, How can you say that the Mesa Migdash and the Kalim are one mitzvah, that there's a Mesa Migdash and then there's a Kalim? Lachaira, they're two completely separate in Yana. And as the Lev Smech explains more the question of the Ramban, it says, we, we know that when you sell a house, like a person sells a house, the rule is he sells anything which is part of the house, like the door, he sells the walls, he's going to sell the roof. But he doesn't sell the metal from the kalim which are inside of the house. Why? Because the parts of the house, the kalim which are inside of the house, are something different. Each one has its own function. There's the house in general, which has its general function of living in this home and all the purposes of having a house. And then with the house, you could have different kalim and appliances, which each one has its own purpose. And therefore, when you say you're selling the house, it does not include within it the, the parts of the house because they're two totally different in Yana. So he says the same thing over here. The, each one of the kalim in the base of Mikdash had its own purpose. The menorah was for the Avedah of lighting, lighting, the, uh, light, lighting it. We had the, the, the shulchan, the shulchan was for the purpose of placing the, the lacham upon him on it. Each one of the kalim had its own purpose. It's not the same Indian of the Mikdash. They're two separate ideas. And he says even furthermore, we have a rule that the Ramam says himself that when you have two parts of a mitzvah or two, par- two mitzvahs which seem like they're connected, if they're not ma'ak of each other, that shows that they're two separate mitzvahs. So for, that shows that they're two separate mitzvahs. Unless the Torah says beferish, that even though there's two different parts, they're still, and they're not ma'ak, they're going to be one mitzvah. So for example, so we have the uh, Lul of an Esrik. So Lul of an Esrik really includes four parts to it. So if you're missing one of those parts, you haven't done the mitzvah. Well, why? So why don't we count Lul of an Esrik as four mitzvahs because there's four parts to it? The reasoning is because if you're missing one of the parts of the Lul of an Esrik, you're missing the Esrik, you're not accomplishing the mitzvah at all. So that shows that Lul of an Esrik, even though the Lul is one item, and Esrik is, of course, a different item, it's two different things. Nonetheless, the Torah itself is telling us that the combination of both or, or all four of these things, that's what makes the mitzvah. So how do we know uh, it's, if, it's, if it's a combination of all those things is what makes the mitzvah? So there's really two, part, two ways that we know. And according to the Raman, it seems like you need both. One is it has to be the same idea. Like, for example, uh, we don't count, according to the Rambam, Krishma in the morning and Krishma at night. There's two different mitzvahs. You're doing it once in the morning, once at night. Why? Because it's the same idea. It's the same thing that's being said twice. So it's the same Indian. You don't count the same Indian, even if it's being done at two different times, as two separate mitzvahs. It actually has to be a different type of maisa which is being done. And second of all, and more importantly, are they ma'akiv each other? If they're ma'akiv each other, that shows that they're going to be one mitzvah. If they're not ma'akiv each other, that shows that they're going to be two mitzvahs. So therefore, let's, for example, with tefillin shalyad, tefillin shalreish, even though they might be, they seem very similar, but nonetheless, you're able to have the tefillin shalyad without the tefillin shalreish. Therefore, we know that tefillin shalyad and tefillin shalyad are two separate mitzvahs. There is an exception to this, 
and that is the mitzvah tzitzis. The mitzvah tzitzis needs to have tchelas, blue strings and white strings. Nonetheless, uh, the Rambam says, and the Rambam if you don't have blue strings, you're able just to wear the white strings. Nonetheless, even though the Mamaak, so therefore, since the Mamaak, if you would think that should be considered two different mitzvahs, the Torah says, uh, in Russian, the commandment, you're supposed to make a gedil, it also tells the Nostu, Allah, Seal Tchelis, it sounds like it's two commands which are written in the Torah. And so why don't we count it as two? They're not even Ma'ak of each other, meaning is there, there's a mitzvah of having white, Exodus with white strings, and then there's additional mitzvah that you should put on or dye some of the strings blue. So why are we counting that? Why are we counting that as one? Well? Lachayra, that's two. Aharaya, they're not knocking each other. You can have the white without the blue. So the answer is because the Torah itself says it's one mitzvah. It says that you're going to put the psil tails on, that you're going to put the blue string on, and that together, the white strings and the blue strings together, they become one idea of tzitzis, which purpose is that you will see them and remember all the mitzvahs. So the Torah itself is telling us that the blue and the white strings are combining to make one idea of tzitzis, which its purpose is to remind you of all the mitzvahs. But when we're getting back to the Mikdash, the Vesa Mikdash, and its Kalim, so A, as we said, they're not the same anyway. It's, it's not like saying Krishna in the morning or saying, and saying Krishna at the night, that it's the same idea, you're just doing it at two different times. It, it's not even like Tzitzis, where you have the white and the blue strings, but they both have the same, the same baguette, and they both have the same purpose of reminding you of the entire mitzvahs. So it's not even the same thing. It's two totally different in Yemen, and they both have their own purpose. They have the house, which is Indian is Ashra Sashrina, Apashas, that's the main Indian. And then you also have the Kalim, uh, especially according to the Ramban, who's asking this question. It's the Indian as Ashra Sashrina. And then you have the Kalim, that each one has its own Avaidah, which is connected to it. And the Aid, they're not even Akiv each other. So that's not the same thing. And they're not Ma'akiv each other. So of course, they should be counted as two separate mitzvahs. Or in other words, the Kalim and the Besamidah seem like two different things. There's any of the house, which is Ashra We have the Kalim, which each one has its own Avaidah. That seems like two separate things. So if we would have in the Torah, the Torah says clearly that both of these things are one in you, and therefore the ma'ak of each other, that you can't have the bias unless you have the kalim, and you can't have the kalim unless you have the bias, it's ma'ak. So then we know clearly that this is one mitzvah. But the Torah doesn't tell us that. On the contrary, we know that you're allowed to be ma'akrivim karbanis, you're allowed to be ma'akriv karbanis, even if there is no bias. So you could, as long as you have the mitzvah in the proper spot, you could be ma'akriv karbanis according to the Rambam. Also, we know the Raman Paskins that if uh, a person, if the base Migdash is missing the Mizbeach Hazav, which is in the Hechol, or it's moved from it's missing, or it's moved from its place, so halacha is you're able to bring the Kataris and you just put the Kataris, I guess you use the pan, the Kataris pan, you put it where the Mizbeach Hazav would have been, and you just light the Kataris where the Mizbeach Hazav usually is, and that's fine. Ah, you're missing a Kli, so halacha the mice is that's okay. So clearly, we're seeing. That the avayda which is done in the base of English does not depend on the game, because even if you don't have the mizbeach hazav, you can still bring uh, the kataris, and definitely you can light the menorah and do all the other kurbanis which are which are there. So the kalim are not ma'akiv the bias from functioning. Again, the, the purpose of the bias, um, according to the Rambam, is a bias which is muhun the kurbanis, so it's not holding back that function. And similarly, if there's no bias, you're still able to bring kurbanis. Um, you would be allowed to bring her bonus if you if you had a mizbeach, and of course you would you would be tar, etc. So that is the shaila that the Ramban asks on the Rambam. How can the Rambam say that the kalim are a part of the larger mitzvah of Beis Hamikdash? L'chayra, they would be uh, they're not ma'akiv. 
they're different ideas. Each one has a different Indian, has a different concept. And B, they're not mahakiv each other. So you can't even try to touch the place that maybe they're really the, the same thing and both of them together make a mitzvah. No, because it's, that's not true. You could have one without the other. And therefore that again shows that even alakulamaisa, they're not one Indian, they're, they're separate Indian, which are, don't need to be uh, connected to each other. And especially as we said that the Raman himself writes that unless the Torah, if, when the two mitzvahs, when you have two mitzvahs, meaning the Torah gives a lashon of a command in the Torah, and those two things uh, are not ma'ak of each other, that means it's one. But if they're not ma'ak of each other, that would mean that it's two separate things. Except for the mitzvah of tzitzis, because the mitzvah of tzitzis, the Torah clearly says that it's, it's one mitzvah. But generally speaking, if the Torah doesn't say it's uh, one mitzvah, and it's not, and, and not ma'ak of each other, that would mean it's, it would be two mitzvahs. So that's the first question that we have on the Rambam. The second question that the, the Akhrenim ask is that the Rambam doesn't mention the Aram. Both in the, 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 when you look at the Sefer Mitzvahs, when he t- t- explains to you, he says, this mitzvah of, of Asli Migdash is Kailo Minim Rab. And he gives the example of Menaira, the Shulchan, the Nizbeach, and all the other Kailim, and all the other parts of the Mikdash. Why doesn't he mention the Aram? Some want to say that when he writes the Zulasai all the other parts of the Mikdash, he's referring to the Aram. But that seems a very big daifik. Why would he be he's missing the main the main Kli and the base of Mikdash is the the Aram? Why would he mention the the and he's gonna not gonna write the Indian of the Aram? That seems strange. Also, if we look at the Sefer Hayyad, again he doesn't mention the Aram. He describes the mitzvah in the first parak where he describes that the mitzvah is having a mishkan, which consists of different parts, and then he tells you the canon that have to be in the mikdash, and all that is part of the mitzvah, the mitzvah having a, 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 a base of mikdash, which is mochen. Again, he doesn't mention as one of the parts that need to be there, the arm. Furthermore, in Perikbeis and Gimel, when he describes how to make the canon, how to make the shulchan, how to make the menorah, he doesn't describe how to make the arm. Why doesn't he give you any description of how the arm is supposed to be made. So, there, so that's the second strong question on the Rambams. There are some answers that are given. One of the answers is given by the Megillus Esther. He's one of the first on the Sefer Mitzvahs. He wants to say is because, according to the Rambam, making an Aaron is not a mitzvah. Because, or it's not, one of the rules that the Rambam has is that you only count mitzvahs which are for all generations. But a mitzvah which is a temporary mitzvah that was a one-time thing, you don't count. For example, you don't count, it says before Har Sinai, the Yidin had to separate from, uh, from their spouses for three days before uh, the mountain tire, or that they weren't allowed to go on the mountain. We don't count those as mitzvahs. I, it says in the Lashon of the Tzivoy, it was a command that Hashem gave. It's because they're not something which was relevant for future generations. So when we count the 613 mitzvahs, when we say the Torah has 613, the Chachamim were counting mitzvahs that are for all generations. Therefore, we wouldn't count that. So the Megillus Esther wants to say is that this mitzvah possibly uh, to make an Aaron is not something which is relevant for all generations because the the mizbeah, sorry, the Aaron and the Luchas are going to be kind forever. It might be that it's hidden or it might be that it was taken into Galat, but that Aaron and Luchas which are, are in it are eternal and they will last forever. Therefore, clearly the mitzvah that was given is a one-time mitzvah. It's a one-time mitzvah to make the aron, which we'll put in the luchas, the zehu, and that's it. Make the aron, put the luchas inside of it, 
and, and the mitzvah is now accomplished. So it was a one-time mitzvah because it will never have to be performed in the future again. So that would also explain why the Raman doesn't give you the description of the Aaron, because again, it's not something which is relevant because the Aaron that we had by Moshe Rabbeinu is something is, it will return. Uh, but this, you know, the portion of say seems like a very big it's, it's Where in the Torah does it ever say that the Aaron is something which is eternal, that the Aaron will last forever? Maybe, maybe you can say that about the Luchas. I'm not even sure if the Luchas it says that, but even if you want to assume the Luchas are going to be eternal, but where does it say that the Aaron is going to be eternal? It doesn't say that clearly anywhere in the Torah. And if it's lost or if it's broken, there would be an obligation to build another Aaron. So if it's broken, let's say, let's say this Aaron became broken or it got lost, you would have to build another Aaron. So even if you're saying the pile it might never be needed because we will get that original RN back with the luchas inside of it, even if you say that's what the mitzis will be, but nonetheless, it doesn't matter if it will happen or not. The point is it's shy for such a thing to happen. And therefore the command to make a RN is something which is eternal. So those are the two questions that we have on the Rambam. So let's, let's first focus on the first one. So again, the first question is, why is the Raman counting the Beis Amigdash? Uh, he's counting the Beis Amigdash and, and the Kalim as one uh, mitzvah. L'chayra, they're two separate in Yanim, and they're not, and they're not of each other. So therefore, clearly, they must be two separate mitzvahs. So the Rebbe brings an answer from the Lev Sameach, and, and it uh, seems like he gives a more extra beer uh, from the Raga Chavar. And just to back them the, the beer, there's, uh, there's Yushami, in the second pair of Beis, Halacha Beis of Shalom, that brings the Machlekes between Rameir and the Chachamim, if the Kelim are Ma'akfin, um, the Karbamas. So Rameir says that if you don't have any of the, uh, if you're missing any of the Kelim, I say missing any of the Kelim, Ptimim, any of it, let's say you're missing the, uh, the Menayur, or you're missing the Hazav, whatever it is, if you don't have one of the Kelim, he says then you're not allowed to bring Karbamas. So the Kelim are Ma'akfin. The Chachamim disagree. And they say that it's not dependent. Because even if you're missing the, the let's say, the Menorah, you are still allowed to bring Karbamas. And there's also a Tesefta, a Stam Tesefta, which also paskins that the Kalim are Ma'akvin the Karbamas. That if you're missing any of the Kalim, you're not allowed to be Ma'akvin any of the Karbamas at all. So in other words, according to Rameir, and also according to the Stam Tesefta, if you're missing any of the Kalim, the is the Ma'akvin the Karbamas. Mashiach, in court to the Chachamim, uh, you would still be able to bring the uh, Karbanas even if the, some of the Kalim are missing. Only Kalim, which is Mach of court to the Chachamim, would actually be the Mizbeh itself. And different gear slides in the Shami, is it also the Kira and the Kanoi, or the other gear that, that also is needed, the Mizbeh with the Kira and the or the Mizbeh, the outside Mizbeh, with the, uh, the Kronos and its Karpe, the band that had around it. Either way, the point is that it's really the Mizbeach and the Kir, which is connected to it, uh, or next to it, that would be Ma'akib, but not, definitely not the rest of the game. So it would be a din in the Mizbeach, but you need a Mizbeach in order to uh, bring the Karbanis and be able to splash the blood on it. So what they want is, uh, the Lutz wants to say, like this, he wants to say that the Mitzvah, uh, let me read his Lashen, or at least uh, basically his Lashen, He says, all of this, when we say that a house and the kalim are two separate things, he says, that's only by a, 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 a regular house, a mundane house. 
But when we're talking about the Beis uh, Amigdash, all the Kalim, they come there because of the command of the Shem. And therefore, they're part of it. They're part of its identity, even if they're not connected to it. He says, this was the Gezer of Hashem, that you should build a Beis Amigdash with these Kalim. Meaning is he's learning that the mitzvah was that you're supposed to have a bias which is prepared to bring karbanis. It wasn't, and there, uh, therefore, he says, it's only going to be Tishlam Kedushas Abayis is that when, when is the Kedusha of this bias complete? Only when it was done properly. It has all the Kalim, and all the Kalim are put in the, uh, the right spot. And he says, and a right for this is that if the Kalim were just really a uh, secondary thing, that why would the Torah have to give specific spots for each Kalim? It's higher, it's Mashma, that the Kalim themselves are part of the basic English, therefore it's very important where, where they would be. And he gives a raya, because if you look in the Pasuk, it says, Vasili Migdash, Kachol Asher Animar Itcha, Establis a Mishkan, Vastablis Kol Kalim. It says, Make for me a Migdash, Shan Vteicham. And he continues, Kachol Ashina Animar Itcha, everything that I will show you, which means the Tablis a Mishkan, Vastablis Kol Kalim. So when it says Asli Migdash, the next Pasuk explains what is Vasili Migdash. The Asli Migdash is according to what Hashem will show you from the form of the Mishkan and the form of all the Kalim. So he wants to say that the Pasuk is clearly saying that it really includes, that the Mitzvah includes both of these things. So now I'll add to my own word, so it seems like it's almost similar to Tzitzis, where the Pasuk itself is telling you that the Psil Tcheles is part of the Mitzvah. So also here he's answering that the Torah itself tells us, is including the Kalim and the Mishkash, Mishkan, so therefore it would be considered uh, one Indian. And it also explains the idea. What's, what's the logic behind it? He's saying the logic is that we're not, the command wasn't just to have a house. And for a house. No, the mitzvah was that you're supposed to have a house which is prepared for Kabbalah. It's a house for Hashem which is prepared and has Kedusha to it, which you're able to bring the Kabbalah in. So if you just had a house but you don't have any of the Kalim inside of it, then it's not a house which is designated for Hashem. It's not the house how Hashem wants that house to be. It has to be a house which is prepared for Kabbalah. So if it's not ready for the Kabbalah to be put in there, then clearly uh, you didn't really fulfill the mitzvah. To give you maybe an example for this, uh, you know, when you buy a house, it doesn't include the king, fine. But when you, let's say, buy a factory, let's say you buy a wine press, a factory for wine press, or let's say a olive press, so all the tables and desks and maybe the fridge which is in there, when you sell the factory, the person can claim, no, I was just selling you the building, but not the, all the cane and the metalfilm inside of there. But he can't come and claim and say, no, I, I wasn't actually selling you the wine press itself. I just sold you the factory. The factory doesn't include the wine press. When you're selling a wine, fest, a wine press factory or olive press factory, that would include the purpose of what type of house is this. This is a house which is meant to, or a factory which is meant for pressing olives. So it automatically would include that which makes it into a olive press building, which that would, of course, be the olive press. Masha Enkin, the other things which are there, which you talk about, would, wouldn't be included in the sale. So he's saying the same thing with the advice, the, the mitzvah over here. The mitzvah over here was also the mitzvah, to make a mitzvah, which is as a kedusha to Hashem, which has the ability to bring karbanis. And therefore, if you're missing any of the kalim, then the house doesn't have the kedusha. It's not a house which is mukhan the karbanis. It's just a house. Only when it has all the kalim, that's when it has the, the, the kedusha to it. And that's when you're able to bring karbanis. And therefore, he's, he finishes off that according to the Rambam, he wants to claim or he wants to say that according to Rambam, if you're missing one of the kalim, it's actually the Ma'ak of the mitzvah. So he wants to say that the Rambam is passing like Rameir. 
in a short way of saying that according to the Rambam, the Rambam's passing like Rameir and not like the Chacham. That the Rambam's passing like Rameir and also the Stam Tesakta, that, um, that, uh, that, that, that the Kalim are Ma'ak the bias, and therefore we'd be considered one mitzvah. So we have a Pasik that puts them together, and we're also saying that Dafka are being Ma'akib, and therefore that would take care of the issues we mentioned earlier. But the problem with that would be, first of all, we have a rule that, you know, there's, there's a, we usually go after the Rabbim. So why would the, the Rabbim pass on like Rameir over the Chamin? The Chamin are the Rabbim, so you should have passed on like him, that the Kalim are not Ma'akib, basically. But the Rabbim says, points out that maybe, you can say that since it's a, there's a there's a Tesafta, a stamp Tesafta that's like Rameir, so maybe the reason why the Rabbim passed on like Rameir is because there's a stamp Tesafta which is like Tritus Rameir. He says, but sorry, Ian, because usually the Rambam will always pass in like Yushami over Tesafta. But we have to see what would, the, what would be the rule when there's a Stam Tesafta arguing against a Chachamim, a, a Rabbim, in a Yushami. Would you pass in like the, the, the Yushami, like the Chachamim? So meaning is the Halacha according to Yushami would be like the Chachamim. Or would we say in this scenario, even though it's the Yushami, Yushami is, he passes usually like the Yushami over the Tesafta, but over here, since the Yushami itself is a Machlechus, there's a Rameir, plus there's a Tesafta, which is not, maybe he would pass on like the Tesafta. But he says, either way, it, it's not going to fit the pile, because we already brought it earlier on in the Shir, that the Raman clearly says you're allowed to be Makriv and Karbanis, even though there's no bias. And we also brought that if there's no Mizbeach Haktairis, you are allowed to, uh, you're allowed to bring the Kateris anyways, and you're allowed to do all the other avoidance in the basic English. So clearly the Raman doesn't hold that the Kalim are Ma'akiv, uh, the ability to bring Kabbalah into Mesa Migdash. So, therefore, uh, his answer, his, his explanation, he's saying that they are Ma'akiv, doesn't seem to be correct according to the Rambam. Therefore, the Rebbe is not happy with that approach. Uh, I will point out that this is not what the Lutzenayach says, but, but as, as I said earlier, that by Tzitzis, we said that by Tzitzis, even though it's they're not Ma'akiv each other, but since the Torah says clearly, the Torah says clearly that both of these things together are, 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 are the tzitzis, therefore they would be considered one mitzvah. So Ula Yeshleim are a little bit differently than Lapsmeitzah, even if you want to say that they're not ma'ak of each other, but Yeshleim, that according to the Rambam, yes, they're not ma'ak of each other, but since the Torah clearly says, also the Migdash, and then it tells you what is this Migdash, it's Kacholash and Animaras, Kartabnet, Mishnah, Kamitz, Kokelab. That the Raman is just saying that it's not ma'akiv, so don't get into that whole idea. Fine, but the Torah is telling you that the purpose of the Kalim and the, Mish- the Mishkan and the Kalim is not two different in Yanim, that the Mishkan has one purpose and the Kalim has another purpose. No, both of them together have the purpose to make a bias which is Muchan to be for Hashem, which is to be Makra Karbanis there. So that would seem to take care of that issue. That's just the Fiyanias Daiti. Just a uh, you know, when you're lear- lear- learning these in Yanim, some thoughts come up. Okay, either way, that's how, um, that, that would be the problem that the Rebbe has. So the Rebbe gives a, another explanation. And I don't know if it's another explanation, if maybe you can learn it in the Lapsameh itself, but learning the Lapsameh a little bit deeper or giving some more information, uh, it actually, I think, would defend the Lapsameh, but he's definitely adding a, 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 an essential idea. So the Rebbe tells us, that according to the Rambam, according to everybody, the Rambam, Rambam, Rambam definitely according to the Rambam, there's, there's two parts in the building of the, the Mishkan. 
There's a part which is the Iker part, and that is that the Avoidus Adam, which is there, which is to be Karbanis, to be Eilulabagal, that's the Iker Indian for, according to the Rambam, is what's relevant for the person to serve Hashem. And then there's also a second part, which the Pasuk says clearly, the Shachanti Vatechim, that this is supposed to be a, a place where there's a Hashras Hashkina. So the Rambam holds that there's two ideas in the Mishkan. It's just that what does he mention, the Sefer Mitzvahs, and even in the Yad, he's mentioning that which is the Iker. The Iker is that it's a place for Avoid, and that's what he stresses. And maybe just to point out that in the, um, in the, in the Sefer Mitzvahs, the Lashon was, he should base of Avoida. Right, so he's telling us that it's clearly Avoida, and he tells us about Ali Chalarago, Kibbutz Bechal Shana. But if you look in the Sefer, yeah, he also says that it's a bias. So he actually adds this word Hashem. So even though he, in, in, in Sefer Mitzvah, he doesn't mention anything about really being Hashem, uh, even though it does bring the Pasuk Vasuli Mikdash, but nonetheless, if you look in the Yad, it says Bais Muchon Hashem, and then he describes it for Karbanis. So he is hinting that what type of Bais is this? This is a Bais which is for Hashem. It's a home for Hashem, which is Maram is already in those words, or maybe it's pretty clear that this is something which is the shachati b'teichan. But nonetheless, according to the Ram, what does he stress? Sefer Mitzvah only mentions the idea of avayda, and the yad. What does he stress? Is the yad avayda? Because according to the Ram, that's the main purpose of the base mikdash. That it's really a place for the yidden to come serve Hashem. And then there's the second point of it is that that is where Hashem dwells. Okay, so based on that, he says like this. The Rambam's writing that's a bais Hashem Bucham. It has to be a house which is prepared and ready and set to be able to serve Hashem. When, when does that apply? That has, what does it mean set? So set means, as we've already been describing, it's not just a house stam. No, it has to have a house which has all the kalim within it, because only once you have all the kalim within it are you able to do the avayim. You can't light the menayar unless there's menayar there. You can't bring the katayrus. Unless there's a, it's, it wouldn't be considered mukhan. Even if you the Yavid, you want to say you're allowed to bring it, but you're not going to call that a bias mukhan. The mitzvah is to have a bias which is mukhan. If you're missing stuff, even if the Yavid, it might be okay, it's not going to be a bias mukhan. So clearly, the mitzvah is when you're saying a bias mukhan, it means that you need to have everything in there um, in order to accomplish the mitzvah. He says, but what happens after you have a bias mukhan? And one, let's say one of the kalim are lost or destroyed, or the basic English is destroyed, are you allowed to continue bringing karbanas? So the Rambam holds you are. He's basically saying that there's a mitzvah to have a house which is designated and set aside and ready to do avayda. But once you have that house which is ready to do the avayda, even if afterwards it's missing something, it would still be, uh, it's still, it would still fulfill the mitzvah. It would still be considered uh, kaddish. And he brings a, and this is based on a ragged chamber. So the Rav Trevor tells us that there's a rule that whenever you start something, you need to have something to shlemus. And even if afterwards it's chaser, it's missing, it's still going to be okay. A few examples for this concept. For example, you have a lady. So a lady that comes to work in the base of Yiddish, he needs to be, he can't have any mom, he, can't, he has to be a certain age, uh, he has to have a sweet voice. He, he needs to have all the... Uh, details which are described in halacha, what he needs in order to serve the basic English. But Rama writes that when he becomes old or sick or whatever it is, and he's unable to sing anymore, 
you're still able to give him other jobs. You can give him a job to close the gates, check the wood. Uh, the truth is, I don't know if he says checking the wood. I think that's by Kayan. But the idea is that when he begins his avoida, you can only give him that job if he has a completion, a shlemus in the entire uh, ability to do the avoida. And then and he starts his avoida. And once he's the schanech, once he becomes appointed to the job, even if afterwards he loses some of the abilities that he initially had, he's still able to continue in, in the jobs that he had. Uh, and he gives a lot of examples for this. He says, for a dayan, he says, in order to get someone to get smicha, he can't just know one or two concepts. He needs to know kol He needs to know all the different, he needs to know the entire tire in order to get smicha, real smicha, um, to be a dayan. But he says, after he gets that smicha, they're able to appoint to be a dayan even just in one area. So in order to be, but why do you need to have the, know the entire Torah in order to become a dayan? Let's say in the Indian of Moment, let's say Bukhar, if there's a blemish in Bukhar. If if they're planning on just designating to be a dayan in one particular specialty, one particular area, why why do you have to be tested and know the entire Torah? So it's the same concept that when you begin something, the Torah when it begins something, it needs to be mushroom, it needs to be complete. And then afterwards, once you're complete, in order to get smicha, you need to be complete. You need to have the entire Torah. Once you already have it, then they're able to uh, switch you to different uh, specialties and focus on those uh, particular idea. Another example he gives is a, ge- a ger, someone who wants to convert. So the lacha is that if a ger, he has to be makabal upon himself the entire Torah. If he's makabal upon himself the entire Torah, except for one mitzvah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. He's not a ger. Again, why? Because when you're becoming a yid, the idea of you're coming into the bris, you're becoming a yid, in order to do that, there needs to be a shlemus. You need to accept the entire Torah. The Torah is one. You need to accept the entire Torah. And once you have the entire Torah, then, you know, you could do mitzvahs and averis afterwards, but the Kabbalah has to be for everything. In other words, he's learning that these, these ideas, there's, it's really one concept. It's not that the Torah has 613 mitzvahs and you can accept one or two or, or a bunch of them. Uh, and you can get schar for doing those. And, no, you either accept all of them or you accept none. There's no take, take, taking and choosing. Because it's one Indian of having the Torah. It's not, it's not many mitzvahs which are in the Torah. It's one concept which has 613 mitzvahs within it. If you're missing, uh, it's, it's like having a machine which has 613 parts. If you're missing one of the parts, the machine doesn't work. So it's not like, oh, there's 613 parts. I still have the machine. I have most of the machine. No, there is no machine. You're, you're, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't. It doesn't gonna work unless you have all of it uh, together. So, for example, if, if a person gets hired to build a machine, and he doesn't put in all the parts, and he doesn't get paid for anything, his job was to give a machine with a working machine. And if it's not working or if it's missing something, that's not what you thought. It's one Indian which has many parts to it. So the Rebbe wants to say this is the same idea with the the base the base uh, mikdash. That the base of Middash, when it says that you needed to have a bias of Muchal Hashem, bias Muchal Hashem, we know what that means. It means it needs to have everything prepared and ready and set up and put in the base of Middash for it to be able to be used. That is the mitzvah. And it needs to be Bishlames. If it's missing something, it's missing one of the Kale, missing the Menaira, for example, then it's it's not a bias which is Muchin. It's not Muchin. It's not 100% Muchin. It's 80% Muchin. So that would not be considered a bias Muchin. In order to have a bias Muchin, you need to have everything there once it's everything there, then if afterwards one of the kalim are missing, it's still, it's still considered a house, so it's, which is interesting. So it's the same type of concept, that when you start the mitzvah, it needs to be done perfectly. When a mitzvah has many parts to it, 
the mitzvah is one Indian, and therefore you, you, have to, you have to accept all of it or do all of it. If afterwards parts of it, uh, you start missing part of it, it doesn't matter because at that point you already have the essence of what it is. So this, just to give an example or to explain more, like I think a good example is this idea of gerus because there it's an Indian of Kudusha. But just like uh, someone wants to convert, when does he, when is the conversion? The conversion only takes place if he's macabre the entire Torah. I, what if afterwards he decides that he's not keeping a bunch of mitzvahs? Well, he still has the Kedush of Yid. He's still a Yid. He's still obligated in all those mitzvahs. So he's macabre to do all of them. Now he has the Kedushas again. Even if afterwards he stops doing some of them, he still has an obligation to do them, but it doesn't take away from the initial Kabbalah. So same thing over here. We have an obligation to build a house which is Mukhal Hashem. Once we build this house which is, has a bias Mukhal Hashem, the Kedusha of the base of Mikdash is Chah. Now this area is, is a mocking of the base of Mikdash. And therefore it has the Kedusha of the base of Mikdash. And if afterwards you're missing one of the Kalim, of course there's an obligation to put that Kalim back. But nonetheless, it doesn't take away, it's not Ma'akiv, this house. It's still considered uh, a house which is able to be bring Kabbalists. Therefore, if you're missing the Mizbeah Hazad, you're still able to bring the Thursday, you're still able to bring all the other Kabbalists. Because you have the house, uh, and you're just missing one of the parts. The Kedusha, a Bais Mukhan is already there. It already was Chal, the Bais Mukhan, it was Chal, the concept of the Beit Samikdash in this area. And as uh, the Raman himself writes in Perkvav, uh, of the Hilfus Beis Hira, maybe in Zion actually, that the Beis Amigdash, the, the Kedusha of the, of the first Beis Amigdash, it was Kitchul Ashait and Kitchul Asalam. When Shlem Hamelech was Makadish, the place of the Beis Amigdash, the Makam of the Beis Amigdash, it wasn't just for that one time period, it actually lasted forever. Therefore, even nowadays, a person whose tummy is not allowed to go up into the Harabais because the Kedusha, which is there from the times of Shlema, Malk is still there. So the, the Kedusha of the Yisim Yiddish is forever. And the reason he gives is because the Shechina was brought down. The Shechina, there was a Shrat of Shechina in the Beis Mikdash, and the Shechina is never bottled. So even though the Beis Mikdash is not there, the physical Beis Mikdash, the Shechina, which was there, stays forever. So this is the same thing that happens when we're referring to. So when Shlema Melech was made the house and he prepared it, and he was mechanic the house. He, he did the inauguration and the Kedusha was chal on the house. And at that point in time, the Kedusha stays forever, even if it's missing uh, one of the parts. That's a beautiful explanation. I think that also worked uh, with the Lav Sameach, that the Lav Sameach doesn't say this clearly, but Ulai, that's also the Kabbalah of the Lav Sameach. And when he's saying that you need to have the Kedusha of the bias, he means that the Kedusha, and, and if you don't have all the Kalim, then you don't have the Kedusha of bias. It could be that he's referring to the time of the uh, the chinuk during the inauguration, that in order to have this mitzvah of uh, making it into a, a bais of kaidish, then you need to have all of the bits parts. You need to have all the kalim, even if not mechuber, because it's the gzeir of Hashem that you should big, build this mikdash with all of these kalim. And only Oz tishlam kedushas abayis is that. Only then will be be complete the kedushas abayis is that. And he brings the pasuk of the mikdash cholashim So it could be that that would be the pshat. That it's one Indian, why is it one Indian? And it's Ma'akib Taka. It would be one Indian, and it's Ma'akib. What we're referring to is at the beginning, uh, when, when it was uh, created, when it was, when it was built. And if afterwards you're missing something, uh, that, that doesn't take away from the Cholois of the, the Etzim, the Etzim HaKedusha, just like by the Ger. Even if you're missing something afterwards, it doesn't, you don't lose the Etzim Kedusha Sisral. Same thing over here. Once it was Chal, 
that this is a bias la Hashem, even if afterwards something comes missing, the Kedusha, which was put into this bias and put into the mocking of the bias, that stays forever. So that takes care of the first question we had on the Rambam. The question again was, how can you call the Mikdash and the Kalim one Indian? The Mikdash and the Kalim have two separate functions, uh, one for the Shras Hashina, one for each one has its own particular avoider that you're going to do, and, and they're not even mocking each other. So the answer we're giving is that no, they actually all, ha- all have one Indian. The purpose of this house is to have a bias, Hashem, which is set aside for bringing uh, and prepared to be able to bring Karbonit. So it is one Indian. The Indian is having a house which we, to Hashem, which we're able to do all these things in. And I, it's not Ma'akiv. It's also the answer is it, it's only not Ma'akiv once it's already built on the Kedush Lascha. Once it already was established uh, as a bias Hashem, the Kedush Lascha is a bias Hashem, then it's not Ma'akiv. But definitely at the beginning of the mitzvah, Taka would have been Ma'akiv. That was the first question we have in the Rambam. Now let's go. Now let's go to the second question. So the second question we had on the Rambam was: Why doesn't he count the building of the Aaron as one of the parts, one of the kalim in, in the Mishkan? He doesn't just doesn't put a part of the mitzvah. He also doesn't give any description of how it's supposed to be made. Why not? So this the Rebbe discusses really in two places, maybe even three. But let's, we're going to start with how the Rebbe discusses it in Chelek Dalit in the Hisafis, or Parshas Truma. So he says over there that, he says that, he first of all proves that according to the Rambam, as we mentioned, the Rambam also holds that the purpose of the, of the Mishkan or the Mikdash was a bias Hashem, because it says it clearly in the Pasik, the Shechan to the Teichim, and of course the Rambam is not, Argue of Shuti for the simple interpretation of the Pasik. And he even brings up a place where in the Maranavuchim, the Rambam writes that they made a Mishkan in order to put the Aaron in there. It seems like he himself agrees to this idea. He just holds, again, that what he focuses on is the, the, the Avaidus Adam part of it. He says, but part of this house is that it has to be a bias Lahashem, meaning it's a house which has the Hashras Hashkin in it. So again, the mitzvah is to have a bias which has Hashem in it. And in this house, which has the Hashras Hashkina, you're supposed to be Makrivim Karbanas. That, that is the mitzvah. So the question is, how do you make it a bias to Hashem? So the Iker Indian, the Iker is the Rambam, Ramban, right? The Iker Chayf, it's the main desire of the base of Mikdash, is again, not the Rambam, the Ramban, is to have the Hashras Hashkina. And that is mostly in the Aaron, which is in the Kedush of Lashem. So that concept that the Iker Hashras Hashkina is in the Aaron, even the Rambam would hold that the holiest place in Beis Midrash of the Kedush Hashem and the holiest part of the Kedush Hashem would be the Aaron with the Luchis inside it. The Rambam most agrees with it. And as it says in our Pasik, um, that I will meet with you in the designated place there and I'll speak to you from on top of the Kapiris. That the Torah clearly says that the purpose of the Aaron that is that you're putting it into the and then that will be the set meeting place where Hashem will communicate with Moshe and thereby to the all the Jewish people. That's where he'll meet and speak with us. So where is the communication? Where is the That is Me'al HaKapayus. And that's where Hashem says, I'll meet with you there and and speak with you from on top of the Kapayus. So clearly the main place of HaShuras would be on the Aram. So therefore, based on this concept that we said before, when does the Chalaisa Kedusha Chal? The Chalaisa Kedusha is Chal when the Beis Amigdash was made by Shlomo. When he finished building it, 
he brings in the Kedush Hakadoshim by bringing the Aaron into the Kedush Hakadoshim. That would be the main chayfitz that makes this into a bias l'Hashem. So therefore, the Aaron is not a kli. A kli is something that has a particular function. So let's say the other kalim which are inside the base of Mikdash, they were also part of this idea that has to be a bias, which is mukhan l'Hashem. It's a house which you're able to, it's prepared that you're able to bring karbanis. It's a bias l'Hashem, which has the ability to do karbanis. But this that it has the ability to do karbanis, that would be because you have all the different kalim there which are necessary for it. He says the Aaron didn't have any function. He didn't bring a carbon on the ark. The Aaron was there, had the locus inside of it, and it stayed in the Kaddish of Dash. And the purpose was for Hashem to communicate and for the Shrasashrina to be there. He says, therefore, he says, the Aaron wasn't a Kli. It was, or in addition to being Kli, it was actually part of the Binyan Habais. It was part of the Tsuras Habais. It was part of the actual base of Mikdash itself. In other words, the Rebbe doesn't say this, but I think it's a Beduik in one of the Aris where it says that. The mitzvahs of the aron, as it's in the kodesh Hukdashim, would be that it's part of the aron. Why? Because the aron actually technically would have had two purposes. It's a kli which had the purpose of putting the luchos inside of it, and therefore even before they had the mishkan, you had an aron um, where the luchos were put, because the mishkan wasn't really built till a year later. So they had the aron which you had the luchos. So that's one icon. It's a kli which has a function. The function is to have the aron inside of it. But as what's its main purpose? The main purpose is how it's in the Kodesh Hakadosh, where it becomes uh, part of the house. The example that we gave earlier is that when a person has a, a um, olive press factory, so you might have a lot of kalim inside of there that help with the different functions that you need. And therefore, when you sell the olive press, a lot of these kalim would not be included. They're not considered, let's say, essential parts of it. They might assist and they help, but they're not considered essential. But the, the olive press itself is considered essential to what you sold. So when this person says a base habad, a olive press factory, that automatically includes it because this is what makes it into a base habad. So the arn is what makes it into the Ba'is Hashem. What makes this a Ba'is Hashem is that Hashem is there. Where is Hashem? Hashem is on top of the Kuruvin, the Beina Kuruvin, the Papyrus. So the, what makes it into a Ba'is Hashem is the arn. So the arn is not just a clue which is going in there. No, this is a part, this is what makes the arn, the, the Ba'is into a uh, so that's why the Ram doesn't count it as a mitzvah, because he doesn't consider it as a kli. He's saying the mitzvah of the aron, the essential part of, of, of the aron, is not that you have, you're making a kli with a function, no. The main part of the aron is what it tells us, that, it's, that it makes it into a bai Hashem, therefore considers it part of the Shem, because you took, if you don't have the bai, the aron in the Shem, then you don't have the shras shkina. So what makes it uh, from a bai to a bai Hashem, that's through having the aron. And then, like the Leif Sameach says, and, and more importantly, I think, the main deek would be, I think that it's muchan, it's that would be the idea of the other kalim. So the other kalim, and I think this is, maybe maybe this is the difference between the Lav Sameach and the Rebbe, is that the lesson that sounds like each one of these kalim are being moistened in the Kedusha. I don't know if the Rebbe would hold of that, or the Rebbe is trying to say is more that the kal- that the bias Hashem is mitzad the arm, and the kalim are more the idea that it has to be a bias which is mukham. So it's a bias Hashem which is mukham hakikarbanus. That is the mitzvah. And when is that hal? That's hal at the moment of the inauguration. So once you have the inauguration, that mitzvah is completed. So therefore, there is no mitzvah ludiris 
It's not an eternal mitzvah to build the iron if the iron is, God forbid, destroyed or lost. No, because once it did its main purpose, its main purpose is to um, make basically the base of Migdash Abayi that was accomplished by Shleim So even if the iron would be taken away or sent into Dalas or destroyed or lost, that place still has the Kedusha because the Shekhinah is never battled. So the Kedusha Kedushin still has the Kedusha of being a, of being a Kedusha Kedushin. And that's the place where Hashem Shekhinah would be. Therefore, in order for something to be considered a mitzvah of it has to be something which is relevant for all generations. But technically, the mitzvah was just to have an iron which is movable until the base of English is made. Once the base of English is made, is then it you have to put into the base of Migdash in order to make it a vice Hashem, and then it's accomplished the main part of what it was made for, and therefore it would not be a mitzvah which would continue for all generations, and that's why the Raman doesn't count it as a mitzvah on its own, he doesn't count it as a, a mitzvah, a keli, which is part of the Mishkan, rather he's saying it's part of building the Mishkan, is that you need um, need the Ari. And that's why, again, this is still in the Kutisikha the Rambam Tells about, about, tells about Yeshaya, Yeshayahu, that he was hiding it. Why did he tell us that Yeshayahu was hiding it? It's because Yeshayahu was hiding it even before there was a destruction of the base of Migdash. He was, he was hiding it, uh, I think, over 20 years earlier. 20, uh, I think 20. It was over 20 years, something like that, before the base of Migdash was actually destroyed when he hit it. So he hit it around 20 years before it was destroyed. And at that point in time, the Yidim were actually quite strong. Uh, when he hit it. So, so the question is, how could he hide it if that would be Mavat the Mitzvah? You have a Mitzvah without advice of Hashem Muchan and then you remove the arm, that would be Mavatal the Baisa Muchan Hashem. Elomai, this that he removed it shows that you don't need the arm to have a vice which is uh, a vice Hashem. Because once the arm was Makadashit Lechatchila with all the other Kalim, that would mean that this house already has that Kedusha uh, and it's accomplished its main purpose. And therefore, it's not taken away from the Kedusha's advice or the mitzvah of having a bias Hashem because it accomplished that as soon as Shleim Melech was Mekadosh, uh, the base of Mikdash was in Schalchech. That is how the Rebbe learns over there in the Kutisifas Chilak Dal. And we're going to see an interesting change or maybe an elaboration in Chilak Yud Aleph about that. That's how he learns over there in Chilak Dal. So before we get into our sicha, where I just want to discuss quickly the Ramban, the Ramban that argues, and what his shita is, and then we'll get into our sicha. So the Ramban holds that the mitzvah of building the base of Migdash is a mitzvah on its own, and it's a mitzvah to, because you have to have a place for the Hashras HaShchina, the Inah B'Shachanti B'Teichin. So the Ikah Kate that's in the base of Migdash is to have Hashras HaShchina. He even says that Hashras HaShchina is similar to what they had in uh, Har Sinai. Therefore, according to the Ramban, he says the mitzvah and the building of the Mishkan was after they, after they got forgiven on Yom Kippur. That after they were forgiven on Yom Kippur and they wanted to have the Shrasa Shkina, Hashem, they saw it by Har Sinai. Therefore, they give them the command at that point that they could have the Shrasa Shkina after, um, in a permanent way, through, through building the Mishkan. So he holds the Mishkan, the Kalim. He says the Kalim are not part of the Mishkan, as we described. He says it's a different Indian. The Indian of the Kalim is for Karbanas. So Mishkan, Ikriniyana, is Hashras Hashchina. Secondary Indian is Karbanas that you're supposed to be bringing there. But the Ikriniyana is Hashras Hashchina. So he says the Karbanas, so the Kalim, their main Indian is for Karbanas. Therefore, he says, they are really part of the Karbanas. So for example, there's a mitzvah to light the Menorah. So in order to light the Menorah, you need to have a Menorah. You need to put the bread on a Shulchan, the Lechem upon him. So 
part of the mitzvah of lacham upon him is to have a shulchan to put the lacham upon him on. So according to the Ramban, he's basically saying that these kalim are not a mitzvah of neatzman, but rather they're part of the avoidah which is connected to them. So part of the mitzvah of lighting the menorah would include that you need to make uh, a menorah for, it, or it, it, for, 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 for you to be able to light, make light on it. But it's not a mitzvah on its own. It's part of that mitzvah. It's a mitzvah hechsher. In order to accomplish that mitzvah, you need to be able to do this. Therefore, it would be considered uh, part of that mitzvah. What about the arm? So the Ramban says that the arm is a mitzvah fneatzmai. Uh, is an arm fneatzmai. Why? Because it doesn't have a function. You don't do any avayda on the arin. So what avayda would be part of? So if, if you want to say the menorah is part of the mitzvah of is what's the mitzvah of the shulchan? So therefore, he says, it's a mitzvah of It's not part of the mishkan. It's not part of the uh, any of avayda. Therefore, it's a mitzvah of So there's two questions that are asked on the Ramban. Question number one is, um, if the main purpose of the mishkan is the shulchan, and where was the Ikra Shrasashina? Was the Aaron. The Ramban actually says that clearly in his Pirish on the Chumash, he says the Ikra of Hafez of the Mikdash was Ashrasashina, and the Ikra place where the Shekhinah was was in the Aaron. He says that's why after the mitzvah of Asli Mikdash, the Shekhinah Tibetaicham, it first describes the Aaron and the Kapyrus, and then only afterwards, when it finishes all the Kalim, it goes into how to actually build the Mishnah. He says, why? Because since the main purpose of the Mishkan was the Aaron, because that's where the Ikar Shrasu is, therefore it had to be mentioned first. And once you're mentioning that Kli, it continues with the other Kalim, until it gets back to the building of the Mishkan. But he's saying the Ikar Kli in the base of English was also the Aaron, because that was the Shrasu So the Shaila is, if they're both, it sounds like they're both the same purpose, they're both the same Indian. One, the base of English was for Shrasu the Aaron is for Shrasu so why would that be two mitzvahs? It's all one Indian. It's all for the purpose of the Shrasah It's one Indian. Wouldn't that be similar to tzitzis? You have white strings, blue strings, but it's all for the purpose of the Ha'ilach and Tzitzisurisa. So why would the Ramban consider it two different mitzvahs? The higher it's one Indian. And second of all, in the Bayashani, when they didn't have the Aaron, according to the Ramban, uh, they didn't have the Aaron, or at least it was hidden, would that mean that the Iker Chayfetz, what was the purpose of the Mishkan? The purpose of the Mishkan is for Shrasah but they didn't have the R in, in the second bias. So that means the second bias didn't have a Shrasa Shechina. So Ebezai, why didn't even build the bias? There's no point. For the secondary reason of Karbanis, the main Indian is the Shrasa Shechina, but they didn't have. That seems very weird, according to the Ramban. So the explanation uh, that the Rebbe brings is that, as we said, the Aaron and the base amigdash are two separate in Yana. E- even if they have the same purpose, one's a house and one's a kli. So it's clearly two separate in Yana. One's a house, one's a kli, and the Torah doesn't anywhere say that it's one Indian, according to the Ramah. It doesn't say anywhere that it's one Indian. Therefore, since it's not one Indian, therefore, he can't count it as one mitzvah. One's a kli, one's a house. According to the Ramban, the idea of a kli and an Indian of a house are two dvarim nefrad, Therefore, since, you, since it's two separate in Yonim, therefore you can't count it as one mitzvah. More than this, the Rebbe doesn't say this, and I think that's an important diak, is that if the Aaron wasn't in the Baishani, because it's Mahloikas if it was or wasn't, uh, if it was hidden or taken away, assuming that the, the Aaron was not in the Baishani, that would mean is that the Aaron wasn't even Ma'akiv, the Mishkan. You could have the Mishkan, and even though you didn't have the Aaron. 
So the Aaron and the Mishkan are not really back of each other because you had the Aaron before the Mishkan was built. And then you had the Mishkan, and, and then you have the Beis Amikdash even when the Aaron was lost. So again, it shows us that they're not back of each other. One's a Kui, one's a house. Uh, the Pasuk doesn't say it's one Indian. So therefore, according to the Ramban, it would clearly be two different mitzvahs. You have to count them as two separate things. And regarding what's the purpose of having, what's the purpose of having, what about on the Baisheni? What was the purpose of having a Baisheni if you didn't have the Aaron? So the idea is, is that there's many different levels of Kedusha and Hashra Sashchina. So there's a certain Hashra Sashchina which is Chal just on the Bais. Having a Bais in Hashem, the base of Mikdash itself had a Kedusha to it. And then there's an added level of intensity to that Kedusha when it has the Aaron inside of it. Like it explains this more in detail in Perakman Gimel of Tanya. You know, the Ramban's Purushim, a lot of them based on Kabbalistic ideas. That it tells us in, in the 53rd paragraph of Tanya that in the first base of Midrash, when they had the Aaron, it was a much higher level of Kedusha. Ashenkin and the Baishani, when they did not have the Aaron, and it was a much lower level of Kedusha. And then after the base of Midrash, second base of Midrash was destroyed, Ashrasashkina is in the Dawla Amish Shahalacha. That's even a lower level of Ashkina. But the point is that they, they both have two, they're two separate in Yalim, and also the concept, they are different. Because one is a general level of Kedusha, which comes from the base of Midrash. And then there's a particular type of Kedusha that comes through having the Luchais and the Aaron in the Kaidah Shakadashim. And that they did not have in the base of Midrash, but it would still be something which is valuable. Now, to jump to our Tzicha. So our Tzicha starts off with the fourth pair of Bilchus Beis Bechira, where it tells us that um, describes to us how uh, Yeshiyahu hid, uh, hid the Aaron. And, and he goes through the whole history about um, how Shloyma Melech, he knew that the Beis Amigdash would eventually be destroyed. Therefore, he initially made the Beis Amigdash that would have these hidden caverns, these twisted hidden caverns would be able to hide it. And then Yeshiyahu, um, when he realized the Beis Amigdash would be destroyed at some point, therefore he commanded that, he says he commanded the Koyanim, to hide, uh, he hide it in the place that Shlomo Melech made, and then it brings a pasuk that he tells to the Shiryaho Melech tells to the Levim, uh, the Levim who teach the Levim who teach uh, the word of Hashem to the people, and by Levim over here he means Kohen, he means the tribe of Levi, because the only one who's allowed into the Kohen Shukdashim would be a Kohen. So he says Levim, it doesn't mean Levim, it actually means Kohen who from the tribe of Levim. He tells them to take the Ark of Bris Hashem. And to put it into that place, that uh, place of Tanu, you should put it there where Shlomo Melech uh, made, uh, and then go, you're not going to have any more of the Avaidah putting the Aaron on your shoulder, and go back to your Avaidah. So, so the question is, why does, the main question is, really, maybe that's really two parts. Question number one is, why does the Ram of need to tell us this history of what happened to the Aaron? The purpose of the Sefer Yad is to tell us Allahas, not to tell us what happened, what happened, happened whether it was hidden or it was taken by Bavel, why, why is there enough community that the Aaron was hidden? Because we don't have it nowadays. What happened to it, Bukhari doesn't really make that much of a difference. And even if for whatever reason he needs to tell us that it was hidden, why does he have to give the whole story? Just say that the Aaron was nignas besoif by Shani, bring maybe the Pasuk, Kamesh uh, Kosev, that he tells the Mevinu Hashem to, 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 to hide it. Why does he have to bring all the details of Shleima and then it was Yeshaya who hid it and it was why tell us it was Yeshaya, first of all? Why does he have to tell us it was Shleim? Why did he have to tell us that Shleim Melech knew that it would be destroyed, and therefore he built these twist, these tunnels? Why does he have to bring the entire Pasuk? He brings a lot of extra details in the Pasuk about uh, 
uh, many extra details in the pasuk about how they're uh, that that they that they don't have any more the avodah putting things on their shoulder the aren't on their shoulder and they should go back to their avodah. Why is all these details relevant? Those are the two main questions. Darby, if you want to, so Ian share that. Going through the sikh itself, you'll be more detailed exactly what all the dukim are. Okay, so I'm going I'm to skip because it's already getting late to, to the main answer that the Rebbe tells us. So the main answer is that, as we mentioned, the purpose of the Aaron was to make the bias a bias Hashem. The Aaron wasn't a kli. The Aaron was actually part of the Surah Sabais. It was part of the Binyan Abais. In order for this to become a bias Hashem, that was through the Aaron. So it's not like a Kli, which you, once you have a house, you can have a Kli and it, it does its function in the house. No, this is what makes it into this type of house. So you could have a house, that's almost in the midst of the house, having a bias Hashem, and that's only accomplished by the Aaron. So the Aaron would be considered part of the Binyan Abais. Part of making this a bias Hashem was by putting the Aaron in there. And the Haraya there ever brings that, where does the Rambam tell us the halachas? Um, where does the Rambam tell us about this idea of hiding the Aaron? It was only in the fourth parak. The fourth parak is talking about the actual form of the, of the Kedusha Kedoshim and the Hekel and the Mishkan. If the Aaron was considered a Kli, he should have told us the story really in Parak Bezer Gimel, when he's describing how the Menorah is made, how the Mizbeach is made, the Shulchan is made. He should have told us about the Aaron being hidden. Why is he waiting for Dalit when he starts describing how the, about the Kedusha Kedoshim? And the Hechel, there he tells us what happened to the Aaron. It seems out of place. Elamai, it fits because the Aaron was a part of the Mesimikdash, more specifically, it was part of the Kaidish Abedashim. The main part of the Kaidish Abedashim was that you had the Aaron. And that's what made it into a Kaidish Abedashim. That's what made it into a Baislashim. So the problem is, is that once the, once the Aaron was removed, Lechaira, it's missing in the shlemus of this house. If once the, uh, the arn was, uh, if let's say it was lost or, or was taken into Gaulus, that wouldn't it have lost this aspect that it's a bias Hashem. So I want to be medaik that in Chelek Dalad, the Rebbe said that once it, the, the bias Hashem, once you had the arn there, it gave the Kedusha forever. And he explains in Chelek Dalad's eyes, so why did Yeshayo hide it? He says, because even though the, the main Kedusha was there, but there's many levels in Kedusha. There's a level of Kedusha when Aaron uh, was just there for a moment and then it gets taken to the Gaulus. There's another level of Kedusha where it's Begilui, where you can see the Aaron. And there's another level of Shekhin, which is Shekhin, when it's hidden somewhere else in the base of Yiddish. So there's different levels of Ashra. So the Iker purpose of the Aaron would have been accomplished as soon as uh, it became a Ba'is Hashem by the times of Shleim. But the different levels of the Kedusha that would make a difference when, if you had it, if it was beginning, if it was hidden, if we went into Gaulus, etc. That would make a difference to the level of Shras Shkina that was in the bias. That's how he explains the failing down. So over here in the Chaira, I think, there, I think you could disagree. Either you could say that the Rebbe is learning it differently over here, that the Rebbe over here is not going with that gang that you, it, you just needed the, 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 the Aaron at the first moment of the Kedusha, and then it becomes a bias Hashem. You needed it the entire period of time. That's how always I learned it when I didn't learn it again. I was assumed that it meant a bias Hashem, that in order to be a bias Hashem, you need to have the Aaron. If you don't have the Aaron, then you don't have the bias Hashem. So therefore, 
it always needed to be there, and that's the shy of the Raman. If it got stolen or it got Gugolis or it's hidden, the Chayra, it's not where it's supposed to be, so therefore it's not going to be a Bais Lashem. That's what Pasha's how you learn the Sikh, but he's learning differently from Chayudal. Chayudal is a Hiddish, and here we're learning it the that you needed the, the arm uh, to be there in order to be a Bais Lashem. But I think a second way you can learn it is that it's not being Chaylik. And if you look at the Lashon of the Rebbe, the Rebbe doesn't say that it's that it's, it would be possible, or the base of English wouldn't, wouldn't be a base of English. The Lashon of the Rebbe is, this is in uh, Sif Dalid, that Al-Pizah, there would be a Tzmiyah G'dayla, a great wonder. He doesn't say that it would be a, there's a big problem. He says the Lashon of a Tzmiyah G'dayla. So meaning is it's not like, a, I think Tzmiyah G'dayla means it's a wonder that such a thing would happen, but not that, the whole thing doesn't make sense. He doesn't say it's like a Tuyufta or a Shaila. It says a Tmiya Gudel, which is a lotion of, it's, 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 it's strange, I guess that would be the best way of saying it. But he said it would come out, then in Baisheni, uh, when you didn't have the Aron in its place, in the Kredish Gudashim, then it wasn't the Shleimus. This means that the Baisheni was missing not just the Prat, but it was missing one of the main things, which is the Ikur Gudinian Abais. So it seems like, I think what the Rebbe is saying, that he's not saying that it's impossible. Like the board that we gave early in the Kedah it still works. But he's saying it's just a Tzmiya G'dayla, that the Ikir Inyan of the vice was the Inyan of Ashras Ashkina. The Ashras Ashkina is accomplished by the Aron. True, by having the Aron there, there's a certain level of the Ashras Ashkina which would come into the Beis HaMikdash. But nonetheless, Apipshutish Amikra, what is the greatest um, revelation of this Ashras Ashkina? That's through the Aaron. That's where Hashem spoke to us. So even if you want to say, yes, there's no Aaron and there's a general level of Hashras Hashkina, it's more Behel in the Hashras Hashkina, in the Bais Shani, than the Bais Rishin. Fine. So, the, so it definitely was, was, you know, it would be more Behel But still, if the Inyan of the Aaron is then that's what, uh, is the Iker Inyan of the Bais. Again, Iker Inyan of the Bais, not the Iker Inyan of the Kalim, but the Iker Inyan of the Bais, which is a Bais La Hashem. And that's what accomplishes it, the Bais Hashem, because that's where the Iker Hashkina is. And we're just saying that since the Shkina came down once, the Shkina never leaves. It's almost like a, like a, a default type of thing. Since the Shkina's there, it, it can't leave. But what's, what's the conduit? What's the main thing that's revealing the Shkina? That, of course, would be um, the Arab. It's the Arab. So, yes, it could remain afterwards, but it's not going to be on the same level. That's why, of course, you needed the Arab. I mean, if, if it was just literally needed for one second, well, by Chal, they keep it. The Kedusha is there, then you don't need it anymore. Elamai, the Aaron still has a much greater level of Kedusha. So since we're saying that the main union of the Ba'is to Hashem is accomplished through this Aaron, so it's missing definitely in the Shlemus. That was the Lashon of Rebbe. It's missing not just a trap, but it's missing a Chalik a, 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 a in the Shlemus of the Beis HaMikdash. Again, so it, could, it would still be considered a Beis HaMikdash, it would be a Qasr Beis HaMikdash, but it would definitely be missing the Shleimus of the Beis HaMikdash. As we explained in Chayla Dao, the Shleimus of the Beis HaMikdash is when you have the Aaron in its mock, and that's when the greatest Gilead revelation would be. Ashenkin, when it's hidden away, or it's not there, the Lachair, it would be missing definitely in the Shleimus. So he says, this is why the Ram, this is why the Ram gives, gives us the whole history. Because what he's trying to tell us is that when Shleim Melech built the Beis HaMikdash, L'Chathchila, he built it with two places where the Aaron could be. There was the place where it would have been the Gilei, in the Kaddish Gash, and then there was a second place where he put it under. He says that, therefore, he's describing how Shleim HaMelech knew that it was going to be destroyed. So the he built the Kaddish with the second spot where the Aaron could go. Why is the Raman telling this to us? 
And why is he giving a description of, of like it was in twisting tunnels? And, you know, he, the Rambam is trying to tell us that since Shlomo knew that it was going to be destroyed, therefore, L'Chathila, when he built the Mishkan, he was Makadish, a second spot where the, where the arm could be. So it could be in the regular spot, and it could be in this hidden spot. Therefore, he's giving you a description to show you that when our Shleiman made a spot, it was literally designed as a maze that it wouldn't be so easy to find. So it was designed for this particular purpose that he knew it would be destroyed. And therefore, it was also miskadish with the Kedusha of the Kedusha Kedusha. And that actually shows a certain Maila. Um, in, the, in, 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 the, in, that, in this that it was, there was a hidden spot. It shows on the nitzkiyas of the Aaron, that the Aaron, even the Chathila, in the Beis Amigdash was created a spot which would give a nitzkiyas to the, uh, the Aaron, and to the Kredush HaKadoshim. The Rebbe discusses this more in the Pneumis Inyanim, but just even halachically, you see that there's a Milo over here, is that not just it's like a B'diyavidika thing, that A, you know, we all want to get stolen, so therefore we're hiding. But more than that, it actually has the kedusha of the arm, so the kedusha of the arm would still be the, the kedusha of the kedusha and therefore it would be mutter to put the the leaving uh, the to put the arm there, and therefore the hashras shkin which comes to the arm would have been even in the bias uh, and the bias region and bias sheni, and add another nekuda, it also symbolic of the nitzchis of the arm even more than the makhmgali. One of the makhmgali could be taken, could be stolen, when it's in this hidden spot that shows. That there's a nitzkis dikazach of the Kedush Kedashim. There's a nitzkis in the Aram. So that's a certain mile in this area that Shleiman Melech built a spot which uh, reveals is Megal of the nitzkis which is in the Aram and in the Kedush Kedashim. Okay. So I'll piece that. It also answers all the Diyukim. Why does that tell us it's Yeshaya Melech? Why does it matter if it's Yeshaya? So as we mentioned earlier, one point is that Yeshai wants to tell us that he hid it even before the base of was destroyed, or about to be destroyed, when, when there was Yad Yisrael was still Chazaka. Because if it was just a Bidiyavidik thing that you had no choice, you have to hide it, it was like an Aynas, then they wouldn't have done it years before the base of was destroyed, when they were still powerful, and they just knew in the future, he had, with a prophecy, he knew that the base of would be destroyed. Why hide it so many years early? Therefore, he knew it was the time Shlomimach saw and knew that such a thing would happen. Yeshaya got the prophecy that this is happening pretty soon, and therefore he understood that it was his job to put it, to put it in there. So that's a, that's a proof for the Rambam that this, this, is, this is something which was supposed to be done. Since the purpose of the Aaron was to communicate with Hashem, and he's putting it in there that shows that this is a chatulidika way of being able to communicate with Hashem even from that other location. And then he adds another point that he says this he, he says he says nachmer that this achnas lomaking neizasa is given al derech mein achnas is arne kedushin kedushin al yishlaim. Because the reason why he keeps on focusing that was Yishayahu Amalek and Yishlaim Amalek, and he tells the the kayanin and the Levim, which are really the kayanin, to put it into the kedushin kedushin, just like Yishlaim Amalek put uh, the arn. Uh, through the Kainim. So there's two ways of understanding what they're ever saying, I'll dare from Ain. So one way is trying to say is that he, he's trying to show that it wasn't a Bidiyev de Kazakh. It was L'Chathila. That L'Chathila, this was one of the locations where it could be. Therefore, just like initially, how was the Aaron transferred to the Kainish of It was through a command of Shlema to transfer the 
iron from where it was and bring it to the Kaidish of Gashem, and it was through the Kaidim. So Yeshayahu is doing exactly the same thing, because this is the Chatkila, the process of how you're supposed to do it. It wasn't the Diyad, it's Chatkila. There was a process of how you put the Kaidish of Gashem in its spot. So since he was bringing it to another spot, he followed that same process. That's the Pashtus what the Rebbe is saying. That it, similar to the Baishani. So the, the Ramam explains that the Baishani, they also did a, a whole inauguration ceremony by Ezra. Question is, why did they do inauguration? The Kedusha Rishayna, Kedusha Rishayna, the Kedusha Rishayna, the Kedusha they had by the Baishwishan lasted forever. So the Ramam tells us it was just a Zechen. It was symbolic. It was a symbolic, so therefore they did the same thing. So Yeshlein, the same thing over here, that just like by Ezra, he's trying to show that this has the Kedusha's base in Migdash. That this base in Migdash, the base in Migdash, is not the Diyad of the Gazah. This is Al Pila, this has the Kedusha's base. So Yeshayah was showing the same thing that I'm putting it here, I'm using the same methods to show you that when I'm transferring it to here, this has the same level of kedusha as uh, the other spot. This also has the kedusha's kedusha Russia. But the Yishlam Oedyeser, maybe what the Rebbe is referring to, is that we have a rule that when you're making uh, making something kedush, when you're makdish a certain spot, let's say you want to be moisif to the, let's say you want to make Yishlam larger and have it the kedusha of Yishlam, you know, to eat the kerbanis in Yishlam. So the rule is, they bring breads of the taida. It's a whole ceremony, but one of the things is they bring the breads of the taida. One of the breads they eat, and the new, they go all the way to where they want to extend it to. So let's say they go an extra, place a thousand feet out of, of the borders of Yushan until that point, and they stop there. They eat one of the breads, and the other bread they burn. Why? What was the vort of there? What was the idea that they ate one of the lachmi taida? Because that was uh, either symbolic. Or it was more than that. It was actually, well, in this scenario, when you're being moistened, it wasn't just symbolic. It was literally being Makadish to spot. By doing an Oveda in that new area, that was what was Makadish, that area, for the union of eating Kachu Kalim. Same thing, let's say, for the, if you want to add to the Azar. So you're allowed to add to the Azar until the bottom of Harabai. So if they wanted to add to the Azar, they would take the Shiori Menachis. The Menachis was supposed to eat in the Azar. So if you want to add to the Azar, you would eat it somewhere outside of the Azara, and through that, it would be Makadish. And it wasn't just one individual was able to do it, it had to be, as the Raman writes, it has to be to a Melach, and a Navi, and a Sanhedrin, and a bunch of, the, a bunch of things need to be there in order to be Makadish and to be Maisa. But the point is, that in order to really be Makadish, an area, you need to do the Avoida, which is supposed to uh, happen there. I think the same thing by the Kain Godel, by Bai Shane, in order for him to become a Kain Godel, can't just, oh, he's the new Kain Godel. Uh, he needs to actually wear the clothes of the kind of He put the clothes on the kind of that made him to the kind of And I believe the same thing was also by kind of uh, One of the processes by the millennium is that my Aaron and his children had to wear the begotten by putting on the begotten. That made them into kind They also had the, at that point, the Meshicha, they also had the Shem and the Mishra put on them. Part of the process is they had to put on the clothing that would make them into kind And same thing with the Chinuch of any part of the, um, the, the base of Migdash, like the, 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 the Mizbeah. It says, how are you mishanet on this day? It has to be through the carbon tubbin. So the first one you bring on has to be the carbon tubbin of the morning. That is the main avayda. So it has to be masked with that avayda, which is symbolic on this day of the Same thing with the kutayrus, with the day of the et cetera, et cetera. That the, uh, uh, being a little sidetracked, but the idea is that in order for a chinuch to happen, you need to do the avayda, which is usually done in that spot. So in Shleimar, the Arab was also saying, Maybe saying another dick is that even though Shleiman was Makadish that spot to be a Kedush Akadashim, so had the Kedush of Kedush Akadashim, but maybe since the Ara never actually went there, so Ulai, it didn't have the ultimate level of Kedusha. And when was the, the Kedusha that this was a Kedush Akadashim completed would only have been when Yeshayahu Malach 
who was a king, brought the Aaron uh, to that particular spot and actually put the Aaron there, that might have given it its Shlemus HaKadusha. I think the Rebbe might be hinting to such an idea. He says, uh, R33, he says, He says, according to this, it's sweet and why the Ram is stressing that he should know Malach. He says, So by Shlema, for sure, it's connected to the king. By Yeshua, he wasn't really Mikadosh. So again, you could say it I probably what the Rebbe is referring to anyway, is the Yeshua who was doing a Zefer, he was showing that this is not a Bidiyah the Gazach. This is the Chathila. Just like when Shlema was Mikadosh and Chathila, this was what was done. Now that I'm putting it there, I'm going to do it the same way he did. By Ula, you could say even more than that, that it was actually a Kiddush that was accomplished by Yeshio, uh, because that would have that would have finished the initial Kiddush that Shleimah Malach would have began. You look at the 31, we find the same idea by David and Shleimah. He says, Ke'atshu David Kiddush Abdaim, that David and Malach was Makadish the area of the base of Middash until the depths. Ha'ayam Shleimah Kiddush. Why? Because he was Hoysip the Kiddush. That also Shleimah was Makadish to the base of Middash, which means is, he was Hoysip in the Kiddusha. Question of Rambam, that there is this idea of, of, of adding to the Kedusha. So Yishlaim, that's the same idea that Yishayo was able to be Moisit in Kedusha by bringing the Aaron uh, over there. And that uh, explains why the Rambam, oh, and then just the last, last point is why does he bring the full Pasik? So again, because the, the Pasik says, Tanuus Aaron HaKedush Vagayis and Shabbat Shleim, it says give, put. It doesn't say remove the Aaron from where it is, it says place it, Tanu, which is much, but that this is something with Chatkila, it's not removal. Or hiding it, he says, no, tnu, put it, put it there in the house that Shlema, in the house that Shlema Melech built in the hidden areas. So he calls it a house which Shlema built. And then he tells him to go serve Hashem. Again, what is he trying to tell him? I'd serve Hashem. And, 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 and he says, because even though you won't have this avoid of, of putting the art on your shoulders because it's going to be hidden, but it's not a chisar in the avoid of the base Migdash. Because the base Migdash will still have the same level of Kedusha uh, because the base Migdash is still in its mocking. Okay, I'm going to stop here. Uh, I, I also just want to point out one last thing that again in the Chelik Dalid, Rebbe does seem to be mechalik whether um, the Beis Hamikdash is hidden. Sorry, the, the Arn was hidden or the Arn was Vigili. It sounds like when the Arn was revealed in its regular spot, there was a at least a higher revelation of the Hashras Shechina. When it was in the hidden spot, it seems like there. I guess there was still probably the same level of maybe the Shechina, but it was. It was more hidden that is Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, Babai Shani, according to the Raman, where it was hidden, Papashtis, um, it was also a lower level of the Shrina, which was revealed to us. So in Tanya, not after the Tanya is going like the Raman, it could be like the Ramban, that it was actually, wasn't actually even there, the Aaron. But assuming that, he, that even the Tanya would fit with the Rambam, that it was there, but from this that it was hidden, that means also the Shrosh Hashanah that was there would have been uh, more of an, in a hidden way. Um, Okay, so I think that would complete it for today.